Hey, everybody. I'm Miranda Jo Promis. And I'm Lindley Mauer. And, and we're, we're two badass estheticians, entrepreneurs, and business owners. We're here to talk about the nitty-gritty of business ownership and how it's not sunshine and rainbows all the time. We talk about real-life ups and downs and how to overcome all the shit you don't see in the world of aesthetics. So sit down, take a listen, have a laugh, or cry with us as we get through all the crazy adventures of entrepreneurship. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Behind the Mask Podcast. You're here with me, Miranda, and Lindley Mauer. Hello. Um, this month of April, we're going to be talking about April showers bring May flowers. So this episode in particular, we're going to talk about the downs in business, how we've triumphed through it all and still came out okay on the other side. So um, we're going to talk about how we got through COVID. That was three years ago. That's so crazy that it was three years ago. Insane. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, how we fired clients or if we fired clients, um, being okay with gaps in your day, um, and basically learning through all of those things. Yeah. So we're going to talk about all that today, give you guys some tips, tricks, pointers, and yeah, how we overcame them. Yeah. Um, so our first one is COVID. I still can't believe that happened three years ago. I don't, I don't think my brain even acknowledged the fact that that happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like we Honestly, were all in like a weird time warp. You were in the moment <laughs> of it. Yeah. Like, this is what's happening. This is what you have to do. It's such a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> it was chaos. Um, so what exactly happened? To you and your business, basically. So, like, that was when, you know, I had just opened my business. And then what? When did we have to shut down? Was it March? It was in May. May? Right? Okay, so May. Yeah, because. No, we we reopened in May. Okay, yeah, reopened in May. But we, yeah, I think we're closed for like a month and a half, almost two, wasn't it? And once we reopened, we could do waxing, but couldn't do facials because they had to have a mask on still. Yeah, we were definitely more relaxed compared to like California. That's one state that I know that was like, yeah, they were shut down yeah, for a long, a long, time. long time and they would like reopen and then shut down again. Yeah. Right. And then they had weird rules. Like I heard somebody talking about you had to do stuff outside and it was considered oh, yeah. safe. Then. And I'm like, <laughs> um, that's not sanitary. Yeah. How is that any different than I'm being like, in a room? But you whatever. Guys, you guys. Whatevs. But yeah, no, I remember like. I'll never forget what happened was I was still in service, like kept my doors open. Businesses around me were closing their doors. I saw spas in Omaha closing, like places started shutting down. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like the pre-shutdown yeah. before they made you shut like, down. Yes, before the mandatory shutdown. So mm-hmm. I stayed open, but started, you know, posting. Like I'll never forget I did a Facebook Live about before every appointment you guys walk in, I wipe everything down. I sanitize this. I wipe everything. Like I was yeah. showing how I cleansed and was cleansed all the time and clean. I should say always cleanly and I was showcasing those things to like say it's still safe to come in. I was having people cancel though, but I'll never forget. I got a text from a client um, saying, Hey, I'm in the ER. I'm being tested for COVID right now. I'll Mm. never forget. I saw her the day before and that made me instantly change my mind because I started to panic because then I was like, I did the math. I was like, I saw eight clients today if I just contaminated eight clients and then who they go see and then mm-hmm. I just kept going oh my god oh my god the numbers of hundreds of who could be like contaminated you know all right. that yeah 
So it freaked me out. And then I'll never forget. I was texting somebody and I finally had that decision where I was like, okay, I'm closing my doors. Yeah. So then I shut down on my own. But then, matter of fact, two days later, the mandatory shutdown came. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I shut down the week prior because I got freaked out, too. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I had a client that reached out to me and was like, hey, I was sick. Um, I don't know if it's COVID yet. Like, I have to get tested type of thing. Um, and then I, I got really freaked out because I'm like, because I have clients that are actually like, physically impaired and or like have immune disorders type of thing so i'm like i don't want to be responsible for that you know i i don't even want to think about that the blame coming onto your name right and like i just what i would i just was thinking about them in that moment i'm like i don't want them to get sick um even if you're like the most like sanitary person in the world you can still get sick just because germs whatever um so i shut down the week before and then it was a mandatory shutdown the week after and we didn't know what was going to happen after that basically because there was no date telling us that we would be open there was no information and even if you did watch the news they circled around the fucking fact like there was no answer to anything because i mean they didn't even know what was going on so it was like this weird a bunch of world of like not knowing what's going to happen and so and if you're anything like me like you want to (laughs) know yeah you want to know because you're a psycho like i just want to know the outcome of things um and so my anxiety was through the roof like that entire time Oh, yeah. I would say my anxiety was through the roof, but I wish this sounds so bad, but I wish we could have that COVID shutdown again because the time, the things I would do with the my time that, now. I know. Because I was such a would new, do. <laughs> like, literally, I was too new at being a business owner. And I, yeah. I took the time and, like, I did do a few classes and I did more me things and I would do Facebook lives. I put facial goodie bags together. Like, I was doing things, but, like, I don't know. I'm at a different point in my business now where I'm like, I could have invested so differently. Yeah, for sure. It was, yeah, so unknown. I'm like, can I even put a facial bag together? Are my germs going to get on this? Are people going to be scared to touch it? You know, like, there's too much fear with everything. And you just were feared. Yeah, there was a lot of fear going on. Like, it was a lot. Um, But talking about that, like, how did you make sales? So did you put... Like facial baggies together. Yeah. Like- so the skincare lines that I used then, um, I would buy the samples of stuff. So I'd have like the sample cleanser, sample enzyme, because I used Glymed. Mm-hmm. So they had like, actually, no, I don't think I used Glymed at that time. Never mind. I take that back. But those came to my upgraded facial and bags the next year once oh. I got Glymed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I put facial bags together of cheap stuff. This is so sad to say. I'm very sad to admit this now that I'm at this point in my career. But I went to Dollar General. They had a bunch of jade rollers that you could get two for a dollar. So I stocked up on those. And they were cheap, only $25 facial bags because it was when I first began. So it was just the cheapo sheet masks, like facial sheet masks. It had a mini jade roller, a mini like under eye mask in there. Um, And then I did. I put samples together of from SkinScript is the line that I was using. I took their samples of like their ageless serum, their moisturizers and that stuff and put facial bags together. Yeah. And then I did eye and lip 
kits. And then I'll never forget, I tried to do like a Facebook auction thing too, because that was like hot and heavy at the time. I remember seeing a lot of people do auctions of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I tried, man. I was trying. And then, <laughs> did you have any clients? I had so many clients. I didn't do this. I'm telling you, I did not do it. But I had so many clients who were like, I'll come over to your house. I won't oh, yeah. tell anybody. I'll still come. I want to support you. How are you going to pay your bills? I'll still come. I'm like, no, girl, I know it's selfishly for you. Thank you, though. But no, I'm not risking my business yeah, and my license. No way. Yeah. No, I had clients ask me, too. They're like, I'll come to your house. And I'm like, um, let's not do yep. that. Like, that's sorry. I don't want to get my license taken away. Like, I was scared of, the, yeah, my license <laughs> being like, revoked. Absolutely not. <sighs> and the people who were doing that, shame on you. <laughs> yeah sorry shame on you um but i mean covid was covid i think we did learn a lot i definitely learned how to sell like i was the worst at retail before that and so i'm kind of like grateful for covid because yeah. i'm like it got me out of my little like shell of how to actually sell product and yeah it kind of forced you to because that forced, was your only yeah because like, that was my only source of income is like selling over instagram and like yeah going to their houses and dropping off their products on their porch and stuff like oh that my God, yes! yeah oh. so i mean as a business owner you just gotta do what you gotta do and fucking yeah. make that money and I'm so thankful for everyone who bought a little goodie bag for me because, like I'm saying, who I am now and the products I use now, I would never have any of those same products in a bag. Um, and so I'm like, <laughs> thank you guys for supporting my brand new beginning spa business of Dollar General treats in there. Yeah, because <laughs> I was in business for two years, right, before we got shut down. Oh, damn. And then you were you were fresh. Yeah, that January 2020 baby. is when I opened up business and we moved locations, you know, within the first week of being open. So I really had only opened middle of January. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, so I only had January, February. Yeah, crazy. Right. Whereas you had, you know, the anxiety of, oh, my God, I just opened. Mm -hmm. And then I've had the anxiety of like, oh, my God, it's all going to get taken away from me. Like this is you know what you've built over time yes. you feel like it's like t been taken away from you and like we didn't know at the time that we were going to be able to return no no i will say though i don't know why like thinking back on this maybe i just was burying the scaredness in a way but i always knew that it would like things would turn around yeah um my biggest fear in the beginning was unemployment because when you're self-employed unless you pay into that unemployment you don't get it so like mm -hmm. everyone's like you're gonna be fine you're gonna be fine you're gonna get unemployment I was like no I'm a self-employed business owner I don't pay into that I'm yeah. not getting unemployment that was my biggest fear but then the minute they came out and said we will get like that, that uh, unemployment yeah and whatever. the stimulus checks mm -hmm. that put me at ease right away because I'm so thankful for who I booth rent from because I had just started mm -hmm. um she gave me the time of free rent so yeah so did um when I, I was at sola at the time and they gave us free rent as well so that was like the so, best blessing so thankful for them yes thank god literally thank the lord for that one because and i would be i yeah that would have been so stressful <laughs> i would have been like oh my god even my stimulus check i don't think would have covered it no <laughs> no so i would still be in the hole but you know what was some bs for me with that whole unemployment thing because did you end up getting like unemployment at all 
Did you do that? Yeah, I did. Okay, because yeah, I went through that, but because I hadn't owned my business for long enough and I had so many weird jobs from before, I barely got anything from unemployment. It didn't even like, I, I didn't even get like $600, I think, from unemployment. How far back does it go? Because I think- the last two years. Oh, see, since I was in business for yeah. that long already, it based my unemployment off of that. Yeah, see, mine was based off of minimum wage from when I worked at a daycare. And then I quit the daycare and started nannying. And then I worked um, part-time doing my aesthetics. And so my part-time aesthetics was the only income that I was based off of and the minimum wage from the daycare because my nannying was like, I I don't know. And the daycare wasn't even counted. No, because the daycare was nonprofit. That's what it was. The daycare was a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And my nannying, something with that, because like I ended up paying in my own taxes still with that, that that was Mm -hmm. not part of my income. It was just based off of my part-time job for the last two years of aesthetics. And that was only like $1,000 every month that I would, not even that. I think my checks every other week were like 200 something. And so that's what I didn't even, I'm telling you, I didn't even get 600 from unemployment, but it was better Mm. than nothing. So I'm thankful that I got something, but that was some BS that I was just like, I'll never forget that. I was like, that's crazy. I just, I didn't really think about that. Yeah. I felt very unfair in that moment. That is unfair. (laughs) It was a pain in the arse to get done too. Yeah. Um, so I'm so happy that we came back after eight weeks. Yes. Um, I was so excited to see my clients again. And that was also like a learning curve because it was like an influx of clients, like wanting to come back, mm-hmm. um, which was so gratifying. But also like, what do I do with all of these people who want in like literally right, right now? now? So like, it's also another learning curve of like making the boundary of like how many hours you really, really wanted to put in yep. after reopening. Um I was dumb and took everybody. Um, That also spiraled me into like overworking myself. But, you know. Yeah. Gotta love it. I'll just never forget when we went back because I could only do waxes. I couldn't do facials. That was, that made me very salty. Yeah, I. It was only for like a few weeks, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because we were all fucking upset. We're like, uh, dude, like. Yeah. They're going to come in anyway with, you know, but, um, yeah, I could lash, but I couldn't do facials. It was only for like, I think a few weeks and then it opened back up. Yeah. And then we could start doing facials again. Yeah. But yeah, I don't even, oh man, looking back, like I did way too many sets and I think I did at one point, I think I did four or five sets in one day. Holy Jesus. Full sets. Yeah, Mm. dude. Damn. And I wonder why my bra- my back is broken. Yeah. Because I was like, money. <laughs> Desperate to do whatever. I'm like, I, I haven't had money in eight weeks. Oh. <laughs> that boundary wall was not know, there. There was no boundaries. Um, oh. But yeah, it was a crazy, crazy time. It was interesting to say the least. Definitely a, a learning curve. For sure. Yeah. Bad experience. <laughs> good and bad. There's yeah. good and bad. Good and bad from it. <laughs> I really enjoyed the me time. Like, I'll never forget that. That was so awesome. Yeah. I painted a lot. 
Yes. You know, I got to clean my house from top to bottom. The mental break. Um, yeah, it was. Like, looking back at it, I'm like, oh, I wish I could have eight weeks off again. I wonder what I would do with that. Literally. What would you do with that time? <laughs> Ugh. Hey guys, welcome to the segment, A Little Dose of Lindley Time. I really don't know what else to call this because if you know me, there's seriously only one of me on this planet. So I hope you enjoy A Little Dose of Lindley Time. This is all about educational stuff. I just want to help teach you guys and educate you and get you to that next level to level up. So I hope you pick up something from me talking and trying to educate to you guys. So I hope you enjoy A Little Dose of Lindley Time and let's get into it. Hey everybody. Okay. So for this episode, I wanted to talk about with the downs that we do have in business, take every negative thing that happens to you and turn it positive. I know this is going to be a very difficult task for a lot of people to learn and accomplish. And it was really hard for me. And I still have to sit in the moments of the uncomfortableness of being mad, being upset, and having the emotions for that negative, and crying, doing whatever it is I need to do. If I need to cry, journal, get mad about it, scream about it, be a little tense, go to the gym, and work my frustration out, you know? Like, I understand nothing's going to be picture perfect always, um, but that is my my challenge for you, take anything that negatively happens to you and try to turn it to something positive because there's going to be a lesson in everything you do in life. So the negative lessons are sometimes some of those best lessons because I mean, for me with business ownership, that is what I've been doing is every negative thing happens is positive. So when I lose a client off my books, I'm going to have room now for a better, more reliable client, more of my perfect image, idealistic client. Um, When we had the spa fire happened, it taught me that nothing has to be picture perfect. My clients come to me for me and they don't come to me for the way that my room looks. Yes, that plays a factor into it, but it's not the whole shebang. You know what I'm saying? Or when I was trying to get my medical grade skincare line in and I kept getting told no after no, well, there's only two no's. But with that, it was, they were willing to do it. It just couldn't happen because they were in another state. And it was that driving force and motivation for me of, okay, that was a no, but I'm getting closer. I'm one step closer to a yes. So keep trying and let those failures boost you up for positive, like positive things. Let that be the fire under your booty to push you harder and to do more. So negative things suck. Sit in the moment, dwell on it if you need to for a little bit, but don't let it consume you and be the only thing you're hyper-focused on. And try to see the positive out of the negative, you know, um, when we've had bad weather and I have had to cancel some appointments and things like that, or cancellations did happen, um, on my books. And then I had an hour and a half of free time. You know what? That taught me that I can actually eat a lunch today. I can maybe refill my aromatherapy bottles. I can place that order There is so many things I could be doing to better the business. I can take that time to be looking up new skincare companies and brands or machines and modalities that I want to bring on. There's so many things 
that you can be doing when something bad happens to get that positivity. So there's my little Lindley's time today for you guys. Um, so I hope you take something positive away from this and you can implement this into your life and not only in work, but in your personal life as well. Um, say you lose a friend or your car breaks down or something, whatever it is, none of those are good things that happen, but try to find one positive thing out of it and it might change your look on the situation. So, all right, guys, thanks for tuning in today. But um, besides COVID, how do we get over firing clients? So this is a good one. I have you ever fired a client, Lindley? (laughs) Have not fired saying we won't be a match. You know, like saying like you should go elsewhere. Well, okay. So I guess I do have one. Um, There's more than probably one, but there was one for sure where said client was coming at me, and we weren't agreeing on. Well, he was misunderstanding of the schedule. So my schedule has gotten super busy. I don't take certain waxing services anymore. And it was a nose wax. So I don't take those small services by themselves. I was still doing this client a favor because they were a regular of mine and I wanted to keep maintaining them and do the right thing. I'm just not doing it for future clients anymore. Well, Mm -hmm. he worked from home on Fridays. So we knew that we could kind of place him wherever. So I put him at the end of a Friday He then texted me earlier that week going, are we still good for this Friday? Blah, blah, blah. And then he asked for earlier time slots. And I was like, I don't really have any earlier time slots going on. He kind of got very negative, got personal with me, brought money stuff up and essentially was coming at me and who I was as a person Mm -hmm. and attacking me. So I had to be the bigger person and say, Unfortunately, I don't think that this will work out for us anymore. And I listed three different places in Fremont that he could go to instead for a nose wax. Mm -hmm. But it was so hard to take that emotion out of it and not let him get to me as a person and keep things business and go, I'm so sorry that you think that and blah, blah, blah. I don't think this is going to work anymore. Here's where I would recommend that you would go for that service. Mm -hmm. And then I've done that with other clients before where they've messaged me and they're like, Hey, I went in for this facial. And I know that they're a client who never will buy retail and only wants it for relaxation and they don't take care of their skin. So their skin always has real like reaction on my treatment bed. Mm -hmm. And I just don't like that. I want somebody who wants to work with their skin. And so when they reached back out to me, my schedule is so busy. I unfortunately couldn't put them anywhere, but I was like, unfortunately, I'm three months booked out. That didn't work for her and her schedule. I'm not caving in. I'm keeping that boundary wall up. Mm -hmm. I was like, sorry, I'm not staying late for your appointment next week. But here are some different places for you to go to. So I've always had referrals for people to go to. Yeah, It's never been... So I guess that's a fire, but like, it's not like a mean fire. It's like, everything's always been cordial and nice to say, here's where you should go. This isn't working for me, but yeah, this is where you can go. Yeah. And by firing people, (laughs) it doesn't have to be mean and, and it shouldn't be mean anyway. You should always keep it professional. Um, I mean, for myself. I've gone through a couple very 
uncomfortable, I guess, things while firing clients because my clients that I have fired have, you know, have tried to push that boundary or try to blame things on me when, when they're not my fault. So um, just like really sticking with your boundary and saying, hey, like, this is not working for me. Yeah. It's totally acceptable because not every single person is going to be your ideal client, like you were saying. So a little story of mine. I think I've said this story before. I've had a client um, pretty much go to the point where she was harassing me, um, calling me every day, emailing me, trying to get in. Um, and I myself am kind of just like a private person and <laughs> just don't be pushy. Like, it's just like, just be respectful to, just be <laughs> respectful to your providers. Like, and if you're a provider and you're not, um, receiving the respect on that end, it's time to move on. Yeah. Set that um, boundary. And set that boundary and say like, hey, you know, like, unfortunately, this isn't working for me. They're not your ideal client and sending them elsewhere. Yeah. Um, so I don't think firing people should be mean in any way. No, I don't know why I always think that it sounds like it's something mean, but it's not. It's always like a kind, like anytime I've lost clients, or not wanted them on my schedule. It's always been the kind way of like, you should go here. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cause not everyone's going to vibe with you. You can't, I mean, accept everybody like, and unfortunately you can't really like. They're not made for everybody. No. And you can't people please everybody. Cause that's what I was learning. Like with that one service that I didn't do anymore, I needed to have that boundary wall up. And I should have just from the beginning when I quit taking those services, yeah, you know, passed him along to X, Y, and Z, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. But lesson learned. There was a huge lesson that came from that. Yeah, I mean, there's always a lesson to come with anything, and like that's why it's always ideal to know what your like ideal clientele, like ideal clientele, is going to be, and yeah. really like writing that down on paper and yes. sticking to it. Because, like, an ideal client for me would be, you know, respecting my time, showing up on time, not showing up 15 minutes early because it gives me anxiety, um, you know, and actually listening to you and what you have to say for either whatever kind of service it be, like, their skin. Like, if you're not going to work on yourself at home and you know, do a skincare routine, then why are you here? Yes. And I'll give you all the relaxation that you need, baby. But like, if we're not focusing on that at home, then I can't get you the results that you want. And you shouldn't really put that on somebody else because 80% of <laughs> your results come from home care it's you baby boo it's you and um it's our job to teach you how to do that and teach you like ways and teach you about like the certain kind of pro products that you should be on to repair or correct any kind of you know concerns you may have but i don't know i just cannot get with people who cannot 
you know, help themselves, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. So, and there's going to be an SD out there who will do that, or they'll eventually learn that they will have to take care of their skin. Because mm -hmm. I've had a client who she couldn't get into my schedule right away. So she went and saw three different estheticians. Yeah. And now she's finally made her way back to me. And she sat on my wait, like, wait list then for a few months. And then she finally got in and she goes, I wish I would have done this a year and a half ago, but I was too impatient to yeah. want things too quick. But <clears throat> what is meant to be will be. Yeah. And people will find their people. The people will find the, their people. And I mean, there are estheticians that are, that are out there that will just want to help you relax. And that's totally fine. And that's yeah. part of my, you know, I love having people relax on my table. But at the same time, like you are here for a reason. Yep. Let's figure out what that is. And let's hit that goal that you want. Amen. So, figure out who your ideal clientele is. Um, write it down. And write it down. I and mean it. stick with it. Because um, otherwise, you're kind of just going to be left in a situation where you do have to fire somebody. And it's yeah. never, ever fun. No. It's nerve-wracking. It's beyond nerve-wracking. <laughs> So, um, but it's worth it. And just know too, like, as we've said this before on other podcasts, but as your business changes, your ideal client can change too. So never stay too hyper-focused on what you originally created. Yeah. And that comes with, you know, being okay with gaps in your day too. So yeah. I was telling Lindley, um, I have ser seriously like have changed within the past one to two years because you know i i stopped taking lash clients and then i started taking new facial clients and um being okay with you know lash clients leaving and having that gap in my day um and at first i was you know really upset because you know that's an hour or an hour and a half where i could be making money but there's no one set there God, that's the so, hardest thing. And it's like, oh my God, how am I going to get people in? Yep. You panic. Yeah. You're so used to what was. You panic with yeah. the change. And you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> change is scary. Um, it's hard. But I guess our advice would be doing things in that hour or hour and a half that you normally wouldn't have time for. Yeah. So that you'd stay late cleaning, or come in early sanitizing for. your stuff, um, doing back end work, like maybe doing inventory or, you know, ordering inventory, yeah. um, creating your emails, sending your emails out, posting, yeah. texting your people openings. back. Yeah. Yeah. Being a better you as a business owner and providing to your client better too. Cause this is another thing. Like now that I've gotten more gaps in my day, I have more time during the day to text my clients back during the day. Yeah. Check on their skin, check up on them. It's not a chore and a task when I'm off work and I'm not taking as much work home. Right. It gives me that boundary of leaving more work at work. I am sorry. As a business owner, sometimes you will never escape work at home. That's right. just kind of a little just bit of it. it. <laughs> but it helps you better escape it and have that boundary. And I mean, it gives you more freedom. Yeah. Too. And that chill time, because this is what Miranda and I are learning is like, it's okay to have a breather between clients and recoup and just have that chill moment to regather yourself because people come in and they dump so much on you. 
for you to have all of that just be dumped on you, you kind of need breath afterwards and not going straight into that next thing. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like have a little you time, Mm -hmm. like, you know, turn on a podcast. That's what I've been doing in between clients. Like I have a lot of wax clients in 45 minute time gaps now in my schedule. I'm turning on my podcast that I'd be too exhausted to listen to once I get home from work because my brain's too overstimulated, but I'm at work and I'm in the mood of making inventory, cleaning, doing things. I'll turn the podcast on for 45 minutes and I'm learning while doing. And I'm so much more productive than I was when I took 10 clients a day and now I take six. Yeah. Like so much more productive. Yep. I get more done. Crazy. (laughs) Crazy. You know, so just be really um, aware of your time and making the most out of every single minute and hour that you're there in the studio, even if you have a gap or not. Yep. So being mindful of that. Yeah. Yeah. So just be okay with all the ups and downs because there'll be one month where you'll be slow and then the next month you'll be super busy. You don't have time for anything. So just be really aware of your time. Yeah. Live in the moment and breathe and know everything's okay. And you don't have to be that perfectionist 24 seven. So it all pans out. It does. So yeah, those are (laughs) little tips and tricks for those three things. And like Miranda said, nothing is a straight path. You know, nothing's linear. No, absolutely not. (laughs) So remember that it's okay. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, always, you know, give us a follow on Instagram. Yeah. And let us know if there's anything you want to hear. Let us know that you like listening to us. Share us and tag us on your social medias, please. Yeah. Give us a review. We love reviews. Um, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.